0: Are you ready, Flyer fans? Dayton
1: with the Star the, Lord, the It's buzzer,
0: the, the Anthony Grant Show. And Dayton
2: has won! Dayton is won. Outright champion. <laughs> Nails, it. Nails it! Nails it! It's the
0: shot clocky It. Presented by Bud Light and live from Frickers on Woodman Drive in Dayton. Tonight's show is brought to you by Bud Light. Here's to the beer you can always count on. Frickers. For over 30 years, it's been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com sportsmed and by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now, here's the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hanskin.
3: And good evening everyone and welcome uh, to Prickers here on Wood Drive, your home of fun, food, sports and spirits and your home of the Anthony Grant Show Monday nights during the Flyer basketball season as it was a busy week on the road for Dayton last week. A pair of games at VCU Wednesday at St. Bonaventure on Saturday. A loss uh, to the Rams uh, 76-71 Wednesday and then the double overtime win over St. Bonaventure 89-86 on Saturday afternoon in Olean, New York. Two games on tap this week, home game with George Mason on Wednesday night, and then a road game at Fordham Saturday. So lots to talk about uh, here on the Anthony Grant Show tonight. For the folks here at Frickers, we got a nice crowd. Thanks for coming out on a very cold evening. Bud Light Mike available, and wherever you are in Flyer Nation, you can give us a call at 457-1290. Dayton now 12-6 and 6 and 4-1 and 1 in the Atlantic 10, uh, hanging right there. A uh, game out of first behind undefeated St. Louis and uh Two games last week, Coach, two games that, well, you could have won either two. You could have lost them both. It was nip and tuck. It all came down to making plays in the final couple of minutes and uh, coming out with a split. Now, in retrospect, maybe not too bad.
4: Well, when you look at it, you know, three games in a week, uh, I thought uh, obviously you you you, you never, you never want to lose, you know, but uh, I thought our guys battled in all three games. I thought we gave ourselves a chance every night. Uh, And I thought it was great learning experiences for us this early in the season. You know, obviously the game at VCU uh, was nip and tuck. It's a tie game with a minute to play. And, you know, you go back and and they made a couple of plays at the end, a couple of big shots that proved to be the difference in the outcome. But then you you go back and you look at it and you realize there were a multitude of things over the course of that evening for 40 minutes that we needed to be better at in order to be able to win against a team as as talented, as well-coached as VCU is. So, you know, that was a learning experience, and we tried to take some of those lessons on the road with us when we went uh, to St. Bonaventure. And uh, I thought in some areas we were better, some areas obviously we need to continue to have improvement. But, you know, to be able to give ourselves a chance on the, on the, on the third, uh, third, uh, third game of the week on the back-to-back road, uh, road trip like that, uh, I was proud of our guys. I thought the effort was there. I thought their uh, intensity was there, and we made enough plays. Uh, after 50 minutes of, of play to be able to come out with the win?
3: You know, this team uh, appears to be growing uh, because you, you can look at uh, some times in the non-conference schedule when uh, you, you, you met some adversity and, and you battled back but didn't get over the hump and, and complete that comeback, if you will. But now we've seen uh, in, in your two road games in conference play where you handled adversity – uh, and, and got wins, not just coming back, but coming all the way back and, and finishing it off?
4: Well, you know, that, that's the trick of it, you know, because sometimes you, you, you tend to, and we, we're, we're in a result-oriented oriented business, obviously, there's a scoreboard up there for a reason, and, and sometimes you can get fooled by that, whether you come out on the positive end in terms of getting a win or you come out on the negative end and getting a loss. So what we try to do is we, we try to control the things we can control and talk about the things that we need to do consistently to continue to get better so hopefully we are getting better hopefully our guys have a better understanding of what allows us to win and what we need to continue to get better at that as we you know hopefully we talk about trying to play for a championship you know and here's what it takes and and here's where we have to get to as a team Uh, so every game whether it's through a win or a loss we try to take something from it and figure out how we can get better
3: you know, looking at that game Saturday at St. Bonaventure, we're not going to go go by possession by possession by means. But uh, both teams start off uh, cold offensively, so to speak. Uh, you get a, a nice little nice little lead, but then uh, Courtney Stockard, who's a preseason All-Conference player, so this guy didn't come out of nowhere. He, I, I you just saw a, a mindset on his part. That he said, "Well, listen, if someone, if no one else is going to score." the I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, and he just willed himself upon Dayton.
4: Well, he did. You know, I, th- I think, uh, you know, as a senior, he he did that. You know, I think obviously they were they were, I think, two guys down, and sometimes those are the most dangerous teams. You know, when they're when they're that that wounded animal type mentality, and you know, we have to rally against the odds against us, and and obviously he led the way. I thought, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Griffin uh, and their point guard, I thought really really sparked them there in the first half and, and allowed them to be able to go into the half with the lead and momentum. And uh, for our guys, you know, we, we got knocked back a little bit, so we needed to be able to respond to that in the second half, maintain our composure, and make enough plays. They obviously were able to build the lead, I think, as much as 10 in the second half and eight with four to play. And, you know, what I, what I uh, was most pleased with, it was a couple of defensive plays that, that uh, gave us a chance there in regulation. Uh, to have a chance to win it and obviously to send it to overtime.
3: Yeah, I think at that point in time, uh, like you say, you're down eight. Um, they've turned the ball over just twice, um, which is well hats off to them for taking care of the basketball. But maybe that's also an indication of what, what you're doing defensively. And like you say, defensively, making some plays, I think got three steals out of their next four possessions, if I'm, if I'm not correct.
4: That's correct. That's correct. And, and I think uh, I want to say uh, – two layups and a three-point play uh, at the end of those that, that made the difference for us.
3: Now the Dayton Flyers now 12-6 and six on the year, 4-1 and one in the Atlantic 10. Uh, big games coming up this week because, you know what, they're all big folks. And a George Mason team's coming in on Wednesday that uh, as Flyer faithful, you better be ready, okay? You've got your assignment between now and then because uh, this is a team that's got a lot of firepower. It's a team that's playing very well. And uh, you need to be there in full force and in full voice uh, come Wednesday night. Uh, We'll be talking more about that, but uh, uh, we're going to talk about the trains, planes, and automobiles experience of this Dayton basketball team over the weekend. And also, we want to hear from the folks here at Frickers on the Bud Light mic. Wherever you are in Flyer Nation, give us a call at 457-1290. As the Anthony Grant show continues, we're live at Frickers on Woodman Drive.
0: The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM
2: 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour, the partial government shutdown drags on with no real end in sight. Wright State leaders are urging students to come to class as usual tomorrow, despite a faculty strike that's set to begin at 8 a.m. And bitter cold is again on tap tonight for the Miami Valley. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's Top Stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Life happens. At McAfee, we make it easier for you.
5: Maytag and Logan Master Appliance will help you stand up to messes with a Maytag brand kitchen suite that's engineered to resist fingerprints so stainless steel keeps looking stainless. The easy-to-clean, fingerprint-resistant stainless steel finish keeps your kitchen looking as good on the outside as it works on the inside. See store for full details and qualified models. Logan Master Appliance. When service matters, call the masters
0: is the home for incredible value. Monday, boneless frickin' chicken wings. Tuesday, traditional frickin' chicken wings. Wednesday, sirloin steak dinner. And Thursday, frickin' chicken chunks. Frickers is also ready to handle your graduation party or large catering order. Frickers takes the worry out of what's for lunch, dinner, or late night. Everyday values are at only one place. The home for fun, food, sports, and spirits is also the home for everyday
2: values. Frickers life happens. At McAfee, we make it easier for you by offering lifetime, worry-free coverage on new McAfee systems. Never a charge for repairs, never a charge for maintenance or filters. And when the day comes the system needs replaced, you're covered. Learn more at mcair.com. Any season, anytime, McAfee.
0: Did you know that in Dayton, there is a financial and strategic advisory firm that provides both advice and execution for their clients? It's true, and they're in their second decade of serving the Miami Valley. They are MLA Companies, and you can find out more about them at mlacompanies.com or by calling 937-222-3622. Make sure to ask about their trademark value implementation process. MLA Companies, financial wisdom, transformative action, trusted advisors. Attention light beer drinkers, a message from Bud Light. You've gone far too long without knowing what ingredients are in your beer. And that's a shame because beer is pretty great, especially when it's made with great stuff. And Bud Light is made with the best stuff around, which is why beginning in February, Bud Light is putting an ingredients label on our packaging because it's the right thing to do. And because you deserve to know your beer's ingredients. Enjoy responsibly Bud Light Beer ABC in
5: Lewis, Missouri. Adults, 50 years or better. Spring registration for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Dayton opens Monday, February 4th. Registering for as many seminars as you would like brings a customized, fun, and intellectually stimulating experience for all. This spring, enjoy seminars such as Ethics in the Book of Revelation, Weekend Gardener Series, Migration of Birds in Ohio, Go Fly a Kite, and more. Some seminars do fill up, so call now to secure your seat. 229-2347. That's 229-2347. Four, seven.
1: Wind chills throughout the evening hours, dropping to as low as 10 degrees below zero in Dayton, will drop to a low of 5 degrees. Believe it or not, we're making improvements throughout the rest of the overnight hours, and temperatures will climb as we go towards sunrise, starting off with temperatures around 10 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Magg on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 957, WHIO.
0: You're listening to the Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen.
3: And welcome back to Prickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and the Anthony Grant Show. Every Monday night during the Flyer basketball season, from 7 to 8, we talk Dayton basketball. We look back at the week that was. We look towards the week that will be. And answer your questions on the Bud Light mic for the folks at Frickers and wherever you are in Flyer Nation, you can give us a call at 457-1290. Two games this week, uh, mentioned the home game against George Mason on Wednesday and then another road game uh, coming up on Saturday at Fordham. And uh, I know a lot of Flyer faithful uh, that live in the New York area will be there for that. A lot of folks will make a trip to the Big Apple to watch that game. Uh, And if you're not going there, obviously you're going to be listening to the radio, but you can also gather with your fellow Flyer fans and alumni at the company seven barbecue, uh, in Englewood where you can watch the game uh, on Saturday, two o'clock game. So, uh, I, you know, great place to hang out. So hope you have a good turnout to that. Uh, good turnouts for the other watch parties. Good. Glad, always glad to hear that. Well, I, I right for the break, I mentioned uh, the trains, planes and automobiles saga that the state and basketball team went through. Uh, not so much getting, uh, to Ole in New York, um, for Saturday's game at St. Bonaventure. But uh, getting back out of there and getting back home was a bit of a longer process than had been hoped for. But I think the big thing, Coach, it was all planned for. And um, I'm going to publicly uh, give a shout-out to uh, grad assistant Brett Comer, uh, uh, trainer Mike Mulcahy, and strength coach Ed Stripe because those three guys made sure that the travel arrangements were made there were lot. There was lodging. There was food. I don't think those players ever went two hours without a meal. Uh, you know, and so they were well fed, and, and and there was no stress. You know, the coaches were able to coach, the players were able, able to play, and you know, you know, the end result is, yeah, you got home late, but you got home, and you came home with a win.
4: No question. And I'll add, uh, Neil Sullivan, obviously our AD, he did a tremendous job of of uh, calming everybody and keeping everybody informed in terms of what our options were. And, uh, you know, it worked out. It worked out really well. We we kind of anticipated with the with the weather uh, heading there that there could be some delays. And, you know, one of the challenges is obviously trying to keep your guys focused on the task at hand. And, and uh, so uh, kudos to our guys. We talked about the need to go there and, and play a basketball game and, and try to come home with a win, regardless of anything else that was going on. And. And uh thankfully we're able to do that. And obviously as you know, anytime you win it makes everything else go a little bit easier. That's right then. So uh you know, but I thought I thought uh, you know, Brad and and uh Ed and and, and Mike and everybody did a did a great job in terms of making sure that uh everything was, was was smooth as possible under the circumstances and we were thankful that uh you know we had a great bus driver that kept us safe and, and got us there and, and, and our driver uh, heading out of there was was awesome and then uh, obviously uh, the arrangements with the plane and everything it worked out Our guys were able to get back yesterday afternoon safely
3: all right and uh, you know, one other uh, one other uh, group of individuals to to single out for praise uh, the sportsmanship exhibited by uh, the folks at St. Bonaventure uh, and their fans I mean heartbreaking loss for them I mean had to be just a gut-breaking gut-wrenching heartbreaking loss for them but they flipped the switch afterwards, and, and, and all all their focus was travel safe. You know, you guys going to be okay. Hope you make it out all right, and and best best of luck rest of the way. Um, well, it's it's always been one of my favorite uh, venues in the A10, just because uh, the basketball passion there. But it's it's passion that's directed in the right way. Uh, it, it's directed. Uh, they love their team, and they respect the opponents, and eh, that's the way it's supposed to be.
4: No question. No question. So. We were fortunate to be able to get out with the win. I think they won 14 A-10 games in a row there. So and it, would, uh, yeah, it was a great, great crowd, great atmosphere. It was a fun game.
3: And it would have been even more had they had, I believe, uh, three years ago, they had a bizarre – or two years ago, bizarre loss to VCU. A very controversial ending of the game where VCU got a shot that maybe they probably – there were going free throws that they probably should not have been awarded and ended up stealing one there. Otherwise, that uh, home winning streak in the A-10 – would have been upwards of 20-plus uh, games, uh, you know, and the Flyers, of course, as it was, broke a 14-game A-10 home winning streak, which was significant in and of itself. Um, two, two road games in conference, two wins, uh, not perfect on the road, but you know, you've you won two road games so far. Um, what is it about this team that they've done that has made them be successful uh, in at least two road games so far
4: i think it's probably uh a togetherness a grit a, uh, a resiliency because uh you know on both of them we had to overcome deficits uh, obviously at at, at uh, george washington we got down early and had to fight our way back the last 30 minutes and, and stay together through that adversity and then you know in this one obviously we got off to a good start and and uh bonaventure made their run and took the lead at, at half and we had to regroup there at the half and come out in the second half and stay, stay the course, you know, and we always talk about it being a 40-minute game and, and that, uh, you know, the need to be able to stay, stay together with it. And I thought, you know, our guys were able to do that. And every, every, every lesson you go through, you know, obviously we didn't win the game at, at VCU, but you can see we've got a group of guys that is important to them. Uh, they play for each other, uh, they care, and they, they want to be successful. So I think when you have that combination, it, it certainly helps. And, uh, you know, I think at the same time we realize uh, there's room to grow and we, we, we're trying to continue to do that.
3: You know, looking at your stats, um, you know, here at this point in time in the season and, and coming off a game in which you had six players in, in double figures led by Ryan Mikesell with a, a career-high matching 21, but, um, you know, you've got d- different guys that are scoring for you it's not the same guys every game that that game it was everybody but it's not the same guys is that reflective of your personnel or is it reflective of just your offensive principles and the way you play
4: yeah I think it's I think it's reflective of both and and also I would say it's a product of of our opponent from the standpoint of uh, the way teams play us uh, obviously through scouting you know certain teams try to take away certain things when you look at you know some of the efficiency numbers that we have uh, I think we're maybe top 20 in the country uh, in terms of uh, our two-point field goal percentage. So teams will will try to try, try different things in terms of what to take away from us. And, and uh, you know, the thing we always talk about is we have a team that uh, on any given night we have a variety of different guys that can step up, and that's a strength of ours, and we need to embrace it. So what can we do to play to our strength, and how can we help our teammates play to their strengths based on what's being given to us on a given night? And our guys, I think, have – Understood that and uh, embraced that, and uh, I think it's I think it's allowed us to be able to have the balance that we have, you know, across uh, across the stat sheet.
3: We sat here at Frickers uh, back in probably uh, November or early December at least, and and that time I, I said, you know, can this team be a good three-point shooting team? And at that time, you said, yes, I think they can be. Well, lo and behold, if you just t- take a look at the snapshot of a ten games. Dayton's tops in the A-10 in virtually every offensive category, including three-point field goal percentage in A-10 play.
4: Well, I think, again, you got you got to look at, you know, Jordan's emergence since since we started league play. I think he's over 50% from the three-point line now. And then, you know, we've got, obviously, with uh, Jalen and, and, and Ryan and a couple of other guys uh, on any given night, I think that the, the, my big thing is, is not so much – you know, what the percentages at the end of the day say, but can we create the spacing? Can we create uh, uh, the movement with what we do offensively that opens up, you know, uh, opportunities for us to play to our strengths? And, you know, if, if we get open looks, and obviously uh, you want to make them, but my thing is we just need to play the game and, and, and take, what, take what our opponents are giving us and, and trust, you know, our preparation and our talent and, and uh, be able to live with the results.
3: You've uh, tasted uh, a little bit of adversity throughout the course of this season, which is beyond its halfway point now. Um, But you got something new thrown at you uh, in that uh, double overtime win over St. Bonaventure, and that was the loss of Jalen Crutcher. He fouls out in in the first overtime, and you're looking at playing the rest of that overtime, and and then eventually had to play another one without him, uh, Jordan Davis. How
4: did he respond? I thought he did. He thought he did well, you know, and and as you mentioned, it's the first time in a game that we've had to go, you know, uh, especially in a tight game like that uh, under the circumstances that I'm without Jalen on the floor, you know, but I I think what we've been able to do through practice and through uh, our non-conference is get him enough reps there where, where he was, he was comfortable in terms of being able to, to run the team and, uh, you know, made enough plays there. I thought at the end of the second overtime, his two plays were big time in terms of in terms of uh, the outcome of the game. But I thought, you know, there was there was moments in the uh, I think in in the uh, first overtime where teaching moments. Okay, where here's what we need to do to help him be successful when he's in that position as a team. And, and I think our guys have to, that, that's another, you know, we just have to continue to go through those things and, and we learn from them. So, I think that experience will make us better moving forward. And it's good to see, you know, Jordan play with that type of confidence. And and uh, I think just when you go through those experiences as a team, it just helps you grow. And, and uh, the guys were really excited after the game, uh, not only to get the win, but because JD was able to step up and provide what what our team needed to be able to make that happen.
3: So many people contributed uh, to, that, uh, to that win, uh, top to bottom on your roster. And then, uh, obviously, Ryan Mikesell. Uh, the word I used to describe his performance in that game Saturday afterwards was mature.
4: Yeah, yeah. I thought Ryan, you know, uh, in a lot of different ways. You know, Obviously, you look at the stat sheet, he, he scored 21 points. Uh, what I was impressed with was the way he was able to diversify, getting to the free throw line. Obviously, the three-point line, driving the ball, making plays for others. And then, by the way, defensively, was will, was willing to take on the assignment uh, with Stockard, who was having a monster game. Uh, I thought he did a really good job. Uh, we threw probably three or four different guys on him, from Trey to to Jordan to to Ryan. And we tried everything. And I thought, you know, the willingness to go out there defensively and give us what we needed. And Stockard, give him credit. He made some, some really tough shots. But... Uh, the effort all the way through, I thought was really good.
3: Now the flyers with that double overtime win over St. Bonaventure uh, improved to 12 and six overall. They are four and one in the A 10 and coming to town, George Mason on Wednesday, a road game Saturday at Fordham. More to talk about lots more to come. It's the Anthony Grant show live at Frickers on Woodman drive.
0: The Anthony Grant show live from Frickers on AM 1290 and news 957 H I O. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. W-H-I-O Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it.
2: It's 730. I'm Dave Daniels. Here are the three big things you need to know this hour. The partial government shutdown drags on with no real end in sight. Wright State leaders are urging students to come to class as usual tomorrow despite a faculty strike that's set to begin at 8 a.m., and our top story bitter cold is again on tap tonight for the miami valley bitter
1: cold air sticking around the miami valley tonight i'm meteorologist jesse mag your exclusive whio forecast is coming up
2: now whio triple team traffic we've got an accident in uh, harrison township neff road at wagner ford road we've also got one west alex bell road at springboro pike in miami township and uh, fire crews called to the 400 block of blackwood avenue in the city of dayton this hour our top story, another bitterly cold night is on tap for the Miami Valley.
1: A wind chill advisory is in effect until 6 in the morning on Tuesday. But keep in mind, the coldest temperatures are actually going to occur around the midnight hour. From that point on, we're starting to see some warmer air move in. But wind chills tonight could drop as low as about negative 10 degrees. Storm
2: Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Mag is back in just a few moments with his exclusive WHIO forecast. The partial government shutdown drags on with Democrats rejecting the president's latest proposal and refusing to talk border security funding until the government is reopened. Missouri Democratic Congressman Emanuel Cleaver phoned into your world with Neil Cavuto on the Fox News channel today. I think the people uh, in the Democratic caucus and, frankly, I think Mitch McConnell are always concerned about making a deal with the president because he will
4: change after he, he agrees to it.
2: President Trump says there's a security and humanitarian crisis at the southern border that needs immediate relief. Cops are investigating a strange scene in Island Metro Park today.
1: Island Metro Park's police tell me it's too early to say whether a man seen naked running in the park and a truck found crashed and abandoned in the park were connected. That man was taken to Grandview Medical Center. WHIO's Sean
2: Cotahy. A number of schools are closing or delaying activities due to the cold temperatures. These cancellations are brought to you by Back to Business IT. You take care of your business. They take care of your IT. Go to backtobusinessit.com. All evening activities are canceled at Milton Union and Preble Shawnee local schools. Fort Loramie local schools are on a two-hour delay tomorrow. And Newton local schools in Miami County are closed tomorrow for a complete list of closings, cancellations, and delays. You can download the WHIO app. It's free in the App Store. Or you can go to our website, (laughs) whio.com.
0: With local news every 15 minutes, this is WHIO Continuing News.
2: Wright State leaders are telling students to come to class as usual Tuesday morning, despite a strike by faculty expected to begin at 8 a.m. Administrators say around a third of the over 500 union members will be in the classroom instead of the picket line. Some classes will be consolidated, moved online, or will be staffed by a substitute. Faculty plans to picket campus entrances along Colonel Glenn Highway and near the Nutter Center. Now with the most accurate and dependable forecast, here's Storm Center 7 meteorologist Jesse Magg.
1: Partly cloudy skies expected throughout the overnight hours tonight with wind chills ranging from negative 5 to negative 10 degrees. Now that's early in the night. As we go throughout the overnight hours towards sunrise, we're actually seeing temperatures slightly increase. And a high temperature on Tuesday will lift up to 38 degrees. Sunshine to start off, clouds rolling in throughout the day, and then rain is going to be arriving in the overnight hours. That's going to last into Wednesday as well. I'm meteorologist Jesse Maggle on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. W H I O.
2: Latest scan of the live Doppler 7 radar is clear. It is cold. One degree in Troy, one degree in Springfield, and seven in Dayton at 735. I'm Dave Daniels,
1: WHIO Continuing News. For good news in Dayton, this is Marty Grunder from Grunder Landscaping Company. One of the most successful businesses in town is Detmer Heating and Air Conditioning. Detmer & Sons is home to about 85 team members. 2018 marked their 40th anniversary. Frank Detmer Sr. and Jr. started the business back in 1978 out of the back of Frank Sr.'s parents' home. Frank Jr. retired in June of this year and turned the company over to more Detmers, his sons, Eric and Matt. So it was the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. A humble family business, Detmer donates their time and treasure to Dayton Children's Hospital, the American Cancer Society, Habitat for Humanity, and Big Brothers and Big Sisters. If you're looking for a great company to tend to your HVAC needs, call Detmer. And when you call them, thank them for being such a great community leader in business and in service. Detmer Heating and Air, your good news for Dayton. Good News in Dayton is brought to you by Grunder Landscaping
5: Company, Wagner Paving, and West Banco Bank. O'Bank. For more information, visit goodnewsindayton.com.
0: Ever wanted to speak another language? Babbel can get you confidently speaking Spanish, French, or German within weeks. I just started learning Spanish with Babbel, and it's really helping my pronunciation. ¿Cómo te llamas? ¿Cómo te llamas? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I wish I had tried Babbel sooner. See why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com to try for free.
5: What if the kid who cut your grass worked like most financial advisors? Instead of a straight up 20 bucks, you'd get some confusing bill with surcharges and add-ons. What the heck is a blade height adjustment fee? Creative Planning is different. Our fiduciary advisors work off one transparent fee structure, and we never receive commissions on your investments. Dial 866-440-1006 for a free, no-obligation consultation with Creative Planning. Investment strategies recommended by Creative Planning are not assured of earning a profit or avoiding a loss in declining markets.
0: This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Did you know you can get our latest news flash briefing on your smartphone? For Android, just say, OK, Google, and then play WHIO News. You're listening to The Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry (coughs) Hansgen.
3: Hey, welcome back to Frickers on Woodman Drive, your home of fun, food, sports, and spirits, and the Anthony Grant Show every Monday during the Flyer basketball season, which is moving along quickly. Where did the time go? All of a sudden now, uh, Dayton 18 uh, games under the belt in this uh, season, well over the halfway point, 12 and 12-6 overall, and now 4-1 and one in the Atlantic 10, 4-1 uh, in a, in a f- five-game stretch, which three of those games are on the road. So not a bad start at all but a lot of work left to be done including this week at home against george mason wednesday and then another road challenge coming up and don't overlook that either saturday at fordham more about that coming up but right now the Bud light mike is available but taking advantage of it is jerry step on up you got a question for coach
2: yeah coach a uh, uh, gritty performance at vcu uh excellent at result at uh, bonaventure on Thank saturday is a great team effort uh some questions about uh, when we tried to play slow down ball. I don't think in the last five or ten years we've had a team that really does well in that slow down kind of thing. So, what's the thinking on that? I mean, it seems now we're getting under ten seconds before we make the move. Is that longer than you wanted, or?
4: Yeah, I think I think we're at our best when we're playing in transition. You know, but sometimes your opponent. Uh, can kind of dictate that a little bit. Obviously, when you can when you can get stops, when you can when you can get off on on the break off of rebounds or turnovers, that helps you a little bit in terms of the tempo. But uh, depending on you know uh, who you're playing, the the style of play, what you've got on the floor, I think the biggest thing is is we talk about is ball security, taking care of the basketball. So you know. We need to be able to play fast. We need to be able to play in transition. We need to be able to play uh, when we have to play a little bit slower and, and execute. And I think that, that's something that the mark of a good team is you can play any style. You know, No matter what a team is, what their game plan is against you, you can be a team that needs to execute. Or when, it, when they need to execute, they can do that and be successful. Or playing in transition, they can be successful. Or going against any type of defense, they can be successful. So uh, my preferred style would be to play. Uh, in transition as much as possible, playing broken floors as much as possible. You've got to consistently be able to get stops to be able to do that uh, at the level that that I think you're you're referring to. But, you know, the other day against uh, St. Bonaventure, uh, the first, what, seven, eight minutes, probably eight minutes of the game, we were able to get out in transition. We weren't uh, necessarily as efficient as I'd like us to be, but then they started to have success scoring, which obviously... Uh, now we take the ball out of bounds and go against their set defense so it makes it a little bit more challenging okay
5: great
2: and and just a uh, are we seeing a new startorial style from you with the uh, the white t-shirt instead of the I Told my shirt? wife
4: somebody was going to bring it up I knew it <laughs> right, so Jerry, here's the story all right i get to olean on saturday around noon and i open up my my suit my suit bag get ready to you know, iron my clothes and there's no shirt. (laughs) So I had to get creative. So So we just went with the t-shirt and the jacket and, you know, I I picked up the phone and and called Neil and said, Neil, I apologize, it's gonna be a little different look on the sideline today in case you get any emails. It was an accident, it's not on purpose, so there you go.
2: I saw that and I go, mama didn't pack his bags.
4: (laughs)
3: Hey, maybe it could be like Lou Carnesecca's sweater, and you just you know break, you just break it out again.
4: Yeah, I don't think I'll do that again. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> you know, um, kind of following up on what Jerry was talking about, I one of the things that struck me is being uh, I wouldn't call it odd, but I, I don't recall last time I saw this. But uh, in the end of regulation and in both overtimes, how many times you guys had uh, the ball? And I think a lot of times it was after a timeout, of course, but. It was that out-of-bounds side right by the bench, same spot. I, it must have been six possessions like that.
4: Yeah, you know, we had a we had a few, uh, a, a crucial one at VCU, uh, you know, where there was ten seconds, obviously, to on the shot clock, and, you know, we didn't get what we wanted on that. So, again, that's what I mean. You know, you get a chance to go back and look and, and learn from that. And uh, I thought down the stretch against uh, uh, St. Bonaventure the other day, we executed a lot better. Uh, and we were able to have success on, on several of those plays.
3: You ran a great play for uh, for Obi uh, in, in part of that uh, that uh, comeback. I think that was in the end, in, towards the end of regulation um, when and Brian fed him and he was just wide open at the rim. And you know, o, Obi has wowed the crowd with his dunks before but I, I I don't know I, I saw I see he put that ball in the basket like he was putting a baby to bed I mean it, uh, it uh, he was not going to risk uh, miss missing that shot by going for any type of style point so there again a coaching moment paid off for you
4: well you know Ryan made a heck of a pass and, and Jalen did his job you know on the play and, and uh, was happy to see that I think uh, I think it was maybe a we were down one at the time, so those were crucial points, and uh, we needed to make sure we converted them.
3: And he made very, very sure of that. Let's head out to the Bud Light mic again. Step on up and fire a question at the coach.
0: Yeah, coach, I've watched several ball games this weekend since the weather was bad. Uh, a couple of things that I uh, saw I was wondering about. First of all, uh, traveling or a person laying on the floor, or a player laying on the floor with both feet off the floors. I always thought you had to have at least one foot on the floor not to be called traveling. Second one, I heard that they changed the material in the ball to make it softer so it didn't bounce as much. Do you think that had any effect on the, the ball laying on top of the, uh, the rim at uh, St. Bonaventure? And three, uh, the term statistic uh, points per possession came up. I was wondering what is your goal for points per possession uh, and how is the team doing with respect to that goal?
4: Okay. Great question. So your first question uh, in regards to two feet off the floor, uh, I think it depends on the situation. So if if, if it's a, a loose ball and guys are scrambling for it and I guess possession hasn't been established before you pick the ball up, I think it's probably a legal deal. If, if you've got possession and both feet leave the floor, I believe that would be considered a travel. Okay. Uh, your second question... Uh, in regards to uh, the ball uh, the type of balls uh, I think it was whether there's a it's different a in a material material uh, I think I think we've had uh, those type of balls for a while yeah um, and you know the play at VCU, I think is the one you're referring to uh, I don't know if I've ever seen that in that situation <laughs> you know and uh, uh, that was that was a critical a critical play there. I think we're down five at the time, a chance to cut it to a one possession game with maybe 16 seconds left. And not only did the, we not get the basket, but the, the shot clock goes down to about eight before it finally, the whistle gets called. So maybe that has something to do with the ball or maybe it was just, you know, luck. And then uh, the third question. Points uh, per possession. Points per points possession. possession. Okay. So uh, offensive efficiency or, or points per possession, defensive efficiency. Our goal is typically to be uh, defensively less than one point per possession for our opponent, and then offensively better than one point per possession. And we've been pretty consistent offensively. Uh, we have not been as consistent as I'd like on the defensive side, so there's room for improvement for us in terms of that. All right, thank you, Coach. Yep.
3: You know, the, the guy who really used to hammer home points per possession uh, more than anyone I've ever heard address that and, and you're coming in a close second now. There's a guy named Don Donaher mm-hmm. who is celebrating his birthday yes, today.
4: Yes. Happy birthday coach. Happy birthday.
3: But yeah I, I, I remember that was the first thing after the game. I'd go back in that locker room to do the post game interview and he had those stat sheets out and he's like he was first thing he looked for was points per possession.
4: Well this funny thing is uh, when I came in last year, went, went to visit him. And uh, he still has those sheets.
2: <laughs> Seriously, he gave,
4: me, yeah. he gave me my sheets from 30-something years ago and could remember the details of, of games and, and different possessions that happened in the course of the game. And uh, Yeah, he's probably forgotten more basketball than most of us will ever know. But uh, no, it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, he was way ahead of his of his time in terms of uh, the analytics and the statistics, and you know the different things that went into winning.
3: Well, that's why he is who he is, and uh, and uh, we wish him a happy birthday on this uh, on this cold cold Monday. As uh, we've got a lot to talk about, still well, we're going to touch upon uh, George Mason, the upcoming opponent on Wednesday at the arena, and also uh, just a quick peek down the road towards Fordham Saturday. That's all to come. It is the Anthony Grant Show. And we are live at Frickers on Woodman Drive.
0: The Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
2: Now the three big things you need to know. The top stories we're following this hour. The life of Dr. Martin Luther King is celebrated around the country today. Cops investigating a truck in a river and a naked man found nearby to see if the two are connected. And three counties remain under level one snow emergencies as another bitterly cold night takes hold of the Miami Valley. You're never more than 15 minutes from Dayton's top stories. I'm Dave Daniels, WHIO Continuing News. Hello, Brooklyn. The Atlantic 10 Men's Basketball Championship returns to the bright lights of Barclays Center. Join your team for five days of tournament madness, March 13th through 17th at the iconic Brooklyn Arena. Purchase tickets now at the ticket office of your favorite A-10 institution at Barclays Center box office, BarclaysCenter.com, Ticketmaster.com, or by calling Ticketmaster at 800-745-3000. Come to Brooklyn and cheer your team to a title in the NCAA Tournament. Ooh, the voice
0: of- Helping you get to work and get home for over three decades.
1: He gives traffic reports that are helpful.
5: He's been my favorite for many years. Great traffic reports and a person of trust and authority.
0: Dayton's most trusted traffic authority is Sergeant Mark Bowron. Hear him update traffic every six minutes during Miami Valley's morning news. Where you can also get weather every six minutes from Dayton's most trusted meteorologist with in-depth weather information all morning.
1: I trust her
5: weather reports. She always has weather reports that help me plan my day.
3: I love how energetic she is.
5: Yes. Knowledgeable. Excellent weather reporter. She's very informative. Count
0: on Storm Center 7 meteorologist Kirsty Zontini with a forecast you can depend on. Right here on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
1: Wind chills throughout the evening hours dropping to as low as 10 degrees below zero in Dayton. We'll drop to a low of 5 degrees. Believe it or not, we're making improvements throughout the rest of the overnight hours and temperatures will climb as we go towards sunrise, starting off with temperatures around 10 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO.
0: You're listening to the Anthony Grant Show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Call now, 457-1290. Now, back to the voice of the Flyers, Larry Hansgen.
3: And welcome back to Frickers here on Woodman Drive and the Anthony Grant Show as the Flyer basketball season continues, and 12 and 6, 4 and 1 in the Atlantic 10 and hosting George Mason Wednesday and then traveling to... uh, the Bronx to take on Fordham on Saturday afternoon. Those two teams met on Saturday, and uh, George Mason at home pulled out uh, a victory with a last-second shot by their outstanding guard, Otis Livingston. And so, uh, well, you got a chance to look at your next two opponents all in one setting. But George Mason, after a slow start this year, is playing very well right now.
4: They are, you know, and I think they were, they were one of the favorites in the preseason. Uh, in our conference and got off to a, a slow start to the season in non-conference, but you look at the way they're playing right now, uh, they're playing really good basketball. They've got a a uh, a nice mix of guys, I think similar to us, maybe not as balanced as we are, but they've got a multitude of guys that have been able to step up at different times for them. Obviously, Otis Livingston uh, has had a, a phenomenal career for them, and it's off to a great a great year. He's affecting the game in a lot of ways, but you know, they've got a uh, young man, Keir, who's, who's I think maybe the leading scorer in the league right now. Yeah, player Doing of the really week at well the U10, And, yeah. and uh, you know, helps them in a variety of different ways and just a multitude of guys. So uh, we are, we're at the beginning stages of our prep for them and I've been really impressed watching them. That'll be a, a, a heck of a contest. And I know uh, uh, for our fans, uh, we need you guys to come out, yeah. show out, because that'll, be that'll be a great game.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, George Mason's uh, – they're, they're for real. I mean, they, they are playing well right now, 5-1 and one in league play, and they've shown an ability to win on the road. Uh, their only loss came, I think, and it was just a very narrow loss, I believe, at Davidson. So, uh, But they've been right in every game, and they've gone places and blown people out. So a lot of offensive firepower and uh, a lot to handle there uh, on on Wednesday night. So, again, Flyer Faithful, show up and, and be loud. Be loud. Wear red. And, uh, and, and, and cheer on Dayton on Wednesday night then uh, just a quick peek at, at Fordham uh, you go on the road uh, to, to the Bronx on uh, Saturday to play at the at the oldest uh, Division one basketball venue in the in the country uh, and uh, I think they've run the vacuum once and painted twice and uh, so it's uh, but it's, you know what, it, it's it, it's a tough setting because it's the road in the A-10 and a Fordham team that is getting better.
4: Yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to see them as much up to this point, but, uh, you know, impressed with, with some of the uh, the scores that I've seen. And, and obviously, as you mentioned just the other day, the you know, the, the close defeat, you know, at the hands of Mason who, uh, like I said, is was one of the preseason picks to, to, to win the league. So uh, they got some young guys, uh, some new faces at Fordham, and, and obviously uh, – uh, we'll get as prepared as we can, you know, when it's when it's time to play them.
3: You know, I, I think that your players have done as good a job as uh, any team uh, I've been around in in really buying into a game plan. And and, and I can't I can't think of a game t- to date this season uh, where they went off script and just said, okay, well, forget about what we're supposed to do. I'm just going to do something else. Maybe they haven't played well in, in at, at times, but I, I really think that this team has. Done as good a job as I've seen of anyone of just okay taking the game plan, embracing the game plan, and for the most part executing it.
4: Well, your memory is a lot shorter than mine, so. (laughs) uh, (laughs) But I think we're getting better there. I I think we're beginning to understand that. I think obviously once you get into conference play, you know your your margin of error becomes a lot shorter. Teams are a lot more familiar with you, so the importance of that. I think we learned some lessons in the non-conference. Uh, of the need to be able to, 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 to lock in the Scotland report, the need to be able to play uh, to, to play the way that uh, based on the game plan that we have for 40 minutes and be able to try to be consistent with that. And I think, you know, it's it's it continues to be an area that we continue need to need to grow in and every game for us. Uh, I said this to the guys after the game the other day. You look across the room and you got freshman, freshman, sophomore, sophomore, uh, junior sprinkled in there and one senior, you know, so uh, – they don't know, so every, every time we go through these experiences, especially, you know, you look at a double overtime game or, you know, a, a possession game at VCU, uh, that's that's these are learning experiences. And we just got to continue to trust the process and, and understand that, you know, uh, VCU game, you know, you say, okay, well, that guy made a big shot at the end, and the ball sticks on the backboard for us going the other way. But then you go back and you rewind the first 39 minutes, and you say there's, you know, dozens of plays uh, over the course of the game that we can we can get a little bit better. If we get a little bit better, could make the difference the next time we get ourselves in a position to play a team like a VCU or a Bonaventure or whoever that we can learn from.
3: You know, outside of uh, the, the, the Richmond game, all, you know, the, the next uh, four conference games have all been
4: one or two, possession one or two games. possessions.
3: And uh, – Ryan Meixell, last year when he was sitting out rehabbing from the hip surgery, uh, I asked him, I said, what have you learned just having to sit there and watch? And he said, I now understand how valuable each possession is. He says, when you're playing, you know, you, you're you up and down, and, you know, you, you make a bad shot or you turn over, or well, you go back down, and you're up and down. But he goes, man, when you're just sitting there watching, he goes, I get it now.
4: Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And, you know, it's challenging for players because sometimes. You want to live in that moment and you've got to be able to have that next play mentality, whether the, the previous moment was a good moment or a bad moment, your ability to transition on to the next play, uh, you know, has to be has to be at a high level. And sometimes for young guys that's difficult and, and you have to learn that. And so we're we're in the process of doing that.
3: You mentioned that uh, right after the same bonaventure game, how happy his teammates were for, for Jordan Davis and how supportive they were of him, you know, making those shots and pleased and happy for him. How, but how supportive were they the prior overtime when he had the, the you know, had the turnovers, had made a couple of bad plays? Were they supportive of him then?
4: No question, yeah. And and, and you know, I, I'm gonna take the blame for that because I think you know, in terms of trying to put guys in position to play to their strengths, we needed to do some things differently to try to help him there. You know, but in the heat of the moment. Uh, Everyone was extremely encouraging and obviously, you know, tough moment for him coming in and feeling like, okay, I I, I didn't do what I needed to do to put my team in position to win. But then the ability to to have his teammates rally around him and then to recover from that. And, uh, you know, at the end, obviously, to make the plays that he made, you know, I think that's great growth for him as a sophomore.
3: Now, well, the Dayton Flyers, uh, you know, with the win uh, on Saturday going to 12 and 6 overall and 4 and 1 in the A-10, mentioned already the games uh, coming up this week. Um, at, at this point in time in the season, are, are, are you still adding things in, new wrinkles offensively, defensively? Is, and, and, you know, are, are you still, you know, is, is this team that you've talked about back in November a work in process? Is it still a work in process?
4: Well, I'll say this: for any of our opponents listening, no, we're not going to do anything differently. We're going to do the same thing that you've seen on film. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> but for for our friends that are that are that are flyer faithful, yeah, we're we're going to continue to to try to tweak and and continue to try to get better. And uh, you know, we learn every day. You know, just in terms of uh, the way we're being played and the things that we need to do to try to move the needle for us. Uh, yeah, we're always going to try to continue to get better
3: well and then you've got your your young guys um the growth that that they are making obviously Obi, but then but frankie and and dwayne continue to give you quality minutes and and i'm starting to see and 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 i'm sure you are that they're they haven't turned the corner yet but they can see it now
4: yeah i I think um you know for all young guys you know you, you you get so caught up in you know uh the opportunities and you want more opportunity, you know, and so for obviously Dwayne has probably had more opportunity over the course of the season than Frankie. And the thing that we try to get those guys to understand is the day to day, the mental approach uh, from paying attention to the scouting report to the maturity in terms of uh, you don't necessarily get the amount of reps that maybe some of the other guys get, whether it be in practice or the game. So, your ability to do the extra things, uh, the film study, staying after and, 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 and getting the reps that you need or coming in and talking to a coach about what needs to be done in a particular situation. I think that maturity is a part of their growth, and, and I think both of those guys uh, understand that. And uh, you know, what, what I've been pleased with is we've put them in some, some tough situations uh, on the road and uh, they've, they've been uh, prepared and they've done well. And uh, I think both of them got a chance to be really, really good players here.
3: Well, the Dayton Flyers uh, with a big week ahead. And as we mentioned, it, it all starts on Wednesday. A home game against George Mason, a team that right now is a half game out of first uh, in the Atlantic 10 at 5-1. and one. Uh, 7 o'clock tip-off. We'll have all the action here for you on the home of the Flyers. Then on the road Saturday for a 2 o'clock game uh, at Fordham, if you're not there, And you're listening to the radio, of course, you can watch the game for the alumni watch party at Company 7 Barbecue in Englewood. We're back here next Monday again at Frickers here on Woodman Drive for another edition of the Anthony Grant Show. On behalf of our engineer producer, Griff Getz, and the coach, Anthony Grant, I'm Larry Hanskin. Have a great week, everyone. Go Flyers. Go Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios,
0: WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.